We have in the Word of God, the first Kings, the 18th chapter, a condition in the land where there's a famine, and still there's no change. We've got people lined up in bread lines, but there's no change. There's panic all around, rain has not fall, fell from the sky, and yet there's no change. The prophet shows up, and there's 850 to 1. Feels like it's impossible. I love the line of that chorus we sing. When it looks like I'm surrounded, I'm surrounded by you. It may look like we're surrounded, church, but we're surrounded by him. Elijah shows up and gives a death challenge. He said, the God that answers by fire, he's God. They did their part, and there was no answer. This is the part that I want to show you here. Verse 30 of the 18th chapter of 1 Kings. Then Elijah said to all the people, come near to me. So all the people came near to him. He repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. See, there were prophets prophesying about a false image. There was a prophets that were declaring Baal was the owner of the land. There was a prophets that were setting up images in the house of God and saying, this is the way. This is the way. Bear these images. Bear these images. And your land will be filled with prosperity. Listen, listen, listen. Voices, voices, voices. Bombarding the children of God. Always painting a distorted picture of who God really is through their own vain imagination. And the voice of the prophet showed up said, this is not the way, but I'm going to show you the way. Because just as you bore the image of the man of dust, you shall bear the image of the heavenly one. 
If you want the intro to this message or the first part of that, you got to go back and listen to live class. We do not compare notes, but I want to talk to you this morning about a false image, and there's an image refinery. There's an image refinery. What is a refinery? It's where you take substance and you refine it. You take substance and you remove all the debris out of it to come up with what was it was meant to be in order for it to be usable. You've got to refine it. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is meant to be here not for social endeavors, not for bread lines, but to bring forth the refining power of the Holy Spirit in the last days, to bring the refining of the image of God. We have, church, some uninhabited inheritance that God is leading us into. Now, we see that the Lord has moved on many of you that came down, and I understand the arm of the Lord is not short that he cannot reach. He can reach you right there where you're at, but I do sense and believe that everybody in this house, whether you think it's odd or oddity, you can sense that there's something in here. Let me put it more specific. Father, forgive me. There's someone in here. And I believe that the fire of God is what is needed in these last days in order to refine the heart of man. So we see here that the time of the evening sacrifice that Elijah let them do their little part and nothing happened. There was three and a half years. No rain fell from the sky. The, the sacrifices of Baal didn't stop in the temple. The prostitutes still had their business in the temple. They were still going on about life as usual. They were not uh, panicked by the pandemic. They were just continuing in their idolatry and their false images and they continued to march to the beat of the drum of the world and they continued you in that atmosphere until the prophet showed up he said this is not the image you're meant to bear this is not the image you're meant to bear so he gathered but he came over to the altar that had been torn down The prophet was there and he said, we're going to build us an altar. We're going to lay the sacrifice on it. We're going to baptize it once. We're going to baptize it twice. And we're going to baptize it a third time. We're going we're to baptize it because the Lord brought us through the waters out of Egypt. We're going to baptize it again because the Lord brought us through the Jordan. But there's a pointing to a baptism that they hadn't seen yet, but we as Pentecostals have experienced, and that's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then we're going to call on the fire. But before we do that, we're going to build an altar. Come here, Reuben. You big boy, you firstborn. We're going to get you over here. We're going to set you down there, Reuben. This Reuben's name means vision of the sun. Now, Reuben, I don't see the vision of the sun in you right now. 
because you've been following after an image that's not the image of Jehovah, not the image of Jesus. You're just a son, but I want to see the son. How are those boys going to get back to God if you don't call down the fire upon them? Any prodigal sons in the house, let me tell you, you're bearing images that God never intended for you to bear. And it's been a mama, it's been an aunt, it's been an uncle, there's been some folks been praying and calling the fire down because they said, I will not, I will not, I will not, I refuse to give them over to a false image. I'm not going to do that. They are meant to bear the image of the heavenly one, and I'm so sick and tired of all this dust in the air. My children, before they ever stepped on this planet, were received by prayers. I got a grandbaby coming tomorrow. She's going to make her entrance. Little Miss Juniper, as long as I have been alive in Christ, I have been praying for this child. And the Lord has allowed us to raise our three favorite people, my son and my two daughters. My two daughters and my son. Got to make sure, you know, there's order. I just went both ways, okay? <laughs> and then the Lord has blessed us with more of our favorite people. My sons-in-law. Julie, you're in on this too because you're, you're connected to him, so now you get it too. <laughs> But one thing I refuse and will not stand for, and that is an image that's not the image of God. So I've been putting them there and putting them there and putting them there. But let's don't stop with Reuben. No, no, no. Simeon. Come on, Simeon. You Leah's second born, but you are a child of God. We're going to put you there. Uh, Simeon, you're a sign. You're a sign. You should be bearing the sign that God loves you and that God cares about you. And until that image is formed in you, I will not stop praying. I'll keep lifting you up and lifting you up and lifting you up before the Lord until the fire comes and burns out every bit of that false image that's in you. Come here, Levi. You're little, but you hold some weight to you. I'm going to put you right down there next to your two brothers. Because, Levi, you mean joined. I will not be satisfied until every generation that follows me is joined to the Lord. I intercede for my kids and my grandkids every day of my life. Every day. Josh, when you get up in the morning, before you get in that car, I've already clothed you with prayer. Mike, before you ever roll out and punch on that computer, I've already saturated you with prayer. Julia, before you ever take that test, I'm already lifting you up before the Lord. I pray for my babies and my grandbabies when they go to daycare. I'm praying, God, I want you to touch them and bless them. And don't let any negative, false influence into their mind that will distort or thwart or stop what you're doing in them. No, no, no. Judah, I might need some help with you. 
because you're supposed to be a big part of what we're doing. I'm lifting with my legs. Judah, if you don't know, means praise. And until I see the praise of God in the hearts of my children, I'm not going to stop praying the fire down. And still, I'm going to keep praying the fire down. Because, folks, what we need to know, until I begin to see the worship in them, then I'm not done. I'm not finished. Whenever worship is more powerful than worry and that faith overtakes fear, I'm not stopping God has given me a gift. It's called a hard, thick skull that can work for the Lord or against him, but I'm surrendering my thickness to him. God. Dan, where are you? You've run long enough. Dan, you've been out here. Dan, where are you? Dan, well, why are you hiding? Come here, boy. I know your name means judgment, but it's not because I've judged you. It's because you need to walk knowing that the enemy is judged. Can't you hear the Spirit? He convicts the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. Of judgment because he's been judged. That wrath that you feel is not aimed towards you. That wrath that you feel is aimed toward that false image. Don't you understand? I love you, Dad. And you're not, walk, you're not the one to walk in judgment, but to have right judgment. You're not the one to walk in wrath, but in love. Come on, Dan. Get down here. I need to see that you got victory over the enemy, that you walk and you talk and you do what I told you to do. God help me. Asher, where are you? Oh, there you are. Dry your tears, son. Come on. You, you, your name means happy and blessed. Come on, Asher. You were... You're, you're, you're called to be happy and blessed. Happy and blessed. You, know you know what I call that? I call that joy. I call it joy. I, I don't want any joy that doesn't include happiness. Amen? I want some joy that floods my soul that gives me strength. Come on and wipe your tears, my boy, and stop hiding. Get on this altar until we call the fire down to refine that inside of you. Gad, I need you. Come on, Gad. Your name means a troop, an army. Sit right there. There's a force the devil does not want you to discover. The commander in chief that doesn't sit in the Oval Office. Good golly, Miss Molly. Church, we got to get our heads out of the sand. You realize we serve the throne room of the one who is higher than it all. Kings will rise and kings will fall. Kings will rise 
and kings will fall. Kingdoms will rise and kingdoms will fall. Kingdoms will rise and kingdoms will fall except for one. And that throne will never be overtaken. In fact, he is above all. He is in you all. He is above everything. And his kingdom is eternal. And he lives inside of the heart of every child of God who surrendered their throne to him. And said, Lord, I don't want to sit on this throne anymore. I have messed things up long enough. Lord, rest inside of me. Now we have the command because the commander's living in here. Of the armies of the heavenly host. Oh, God, open my eyes and let me see that there are more for us than against us. And the 850 voices that keep trying to condition you and keep you in fear, keep you in anxiety, make you wonder if every handshake you're going to draw back death, wondering if every cough is going to be the end of somebody you love. If you keep walking in that place, it's going to torment you. There is an army that is arising in the day, and that army has one commander and one only, and his name is Jesus. He is the Ancient of Days. He's a living God and he is the Lord of hosts we got so caught up in the glory of God this week I forgot to think about COVID I just flat forgot it felt good Naphtala come here son We'll come back to Naphtala. I forgot his name. Naphtala. It's in my notes. I was going to wing it. I'll just bring it back. Somewhere in the recesses of my mind, it's sitting there. It'll come up when it's supposed to. All right, you missed your turn, Naphtala. We're going to Zebulun. Come on, Zebulun. Get over here, boy. Get over here on this altar. Zebulun means habitation or dwelling place. Until Jesus Christ is dwelling in your every thought, I will not stop praying. Until Jesus Christ, because when I look at you and I can't, I, I mistake whether I'm looking at you or looking at the Lord. When I look at the beggar on the street, and I've seen a lot of them in Corpus Christi. I don't look at them as beggars on the street. I look at them as living in a false image. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. When I see people bound in depression, oppression, I see people living in a false reality. That's not the life that God has intended for you. And until I see the holy habitation of living inside of you, I cannot, will not be satisfied. The psalmist said, I will be satisfied when I awaken your likeness. I'm going to take it a step further. I will be satisfied when you awaken in his likeness. Otherwise, my ministry has no meaning in your life. I want to see you live and walk and move and have your being in Christ Jesus. Joseph coat of many colors his name means increase increase 
Is there an increased level of the glory of God in your life? If not, we need to keep praying until the fire comes. Is there, is there not a yearning in your heart, church? To say, God, I, I just want to know you. On day three of this conference, again in the 10 a.m. service, there's just a handful of people in there. The spirit of intercession hit not the congregation, but the preacher sitting on the front row. I fell upon my knees and I felt such a deep, deep spirit of intercession. You know what I'm talking about? Where you're just like, this is so weighty and heavy and it feels like a blessing of burden. The blessing of burden. And the Lord said something to me that changed me. It changed me. He said, I want you to feel what I feel. I want you to know what I know. I want to share life with you. You wonderful man of God, thank you. See, Google's good for something. I want you to feel what I feel, habitation. I want you to know what I know, habitation. I want you to share life with you, habitation. We live in the same house. We have been together longer than we've been apart. I can't get away from this woman. <laughs> and she cannot shake me for the life of her. From the time she was 15, we've been together. Two years ago, and it's been a blessed two years. We've been married over 30 years. She's my best friend. She's my companion in life. I don't want to do anything outside of her. If we go play golf, I wonder, we're playing golf together. If we run, we're going to run together. If we walk, we're going to walk together. We do life together. Why? Because we're, we love each other. But see, when she's down, then I want to know what's bothering you. When she's up, I want to know what's, what, what's causing you to have joy. I want to know what she knows, and she knows a lot, and she wants to share that knowledge with me. All the time, I told a preacher there during the week, I said, when she's leaning over talking, she's not talking about your message. She's just preaching to me. So I'm getting a message while I'm sitting there, and I'm getting a message while I'm watching you. She's always teaching. She gets up in the morning, she's teaching. At night, she's teaching. During the day, a thought comes to her. We're driving down the road. She's teaching. I don't know why I'm going off on this, but she wants to know. She wants me to know what she knows. We live together. God wants to live in you. He wants to share life with you. He wants you to know what he knows. He wants you to feel what he feels. He wants you to feel joy and not sorrow. 
He wants you to feel peace and not anxiety. He wants you to feel fullness, not emptiness. He wants you to feel confident, not always backed up in the corner because you'd never feel like you measure up. He wants you to feel, except I want my church to feel what I feel. Know what I know. Naphtala, thank you, brother. Come here, Naphtala. Unfortunately, you've been putting on the pounds. I don't know how I could have missed you. Live with your legs, Mike. Live with your legs. Naphtala. I can do it. Hold on. I can do it. Naphtala means struggle. See, you've been, Naphtala, you've been over there away from the altar. You've been struggling all by yourself. But the battle's not yours. The battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. See, we've been fighting in battles in the war that's already been won. We're trying to get to the cross so we can get beyond it. We start at finish, folks. To tell us that he didn't give us an invoice. He gave us a receipt. And every time you feel like you're coming up short and you're in the midst of the struggle because the devil, whether it's physical or emotional, relational, there's always that voice, that lying spirit that is attached telling you you can't measure up, you won't measure up, there's something you're doing wrong, and he's trying to give you and, and invoke this invoice mentality. That's when you raise up and say, wait, 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 wait. I went to the store the other day because part of my ministry to my wife is I do the returns. Can I get a witness? You go keep shopping and I'll do the return. She knows it doesn't bother me because it just doesn't bother me. So I go up and what do they ask for? Do you have a receipt? I show them the receipt. I purchased this. It belongs to me. And now I want you to give me what belongs to me because I don't want that anymore. If you pay off your house, uh, what do they stamp on there? They don't stamp, uh, you got 10 more years to pay. No, you're like, hey, buddy, I paid 10 years on this already, 20 or 30, and I paid it off. It's mine, and that, that stamp there is paid in full. Let me show you the receipt. And I think it's time that the church wakes up and starts showing the struggle, the receipt. The victory has already been won. I know where you're hiding, Ben. Come here. Old Benjamin. Benjamin. Y'all want to watch this trick? Watch this. I got more. I got game. Come on. Watch, 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 watch. Ben, son of my right hand. 
I want to see the son of the right hand in you. I want to see the son of God in you. I know you thought I left one off, but I didn't. It's a car. This is how I remember it. It's a car. It's a car. It means reward. See, until I see those images in my children, I will not stop praying. Until I see those images in you, I will not stop praying. Until I see those images in this community, I will not stop praying. Until I see the power of the living God move in unprecedented measures, I will not stop praying. So hear me. Baptize that sacrifice three times as the image was laid over the top of it. I'm not going to take time to read it, but let me refresh your memory as we look to, at the Word of God. And what we see is this. As we bore the image of the dust, the man of dust. Who was the man of dust? We're all born this image of the man of dust. Andrew was all over that this morning and we were not sharing notes. You will also bear the image of the heavenly one, which is who? Jesus. Dig the trench, pour the water, baptize it once, twice, three times. After the sacrifice was laid, Jesus is the sacrifice. I won't take time to go into it, but Elijah did all of this at the time of the evening sacrifice. That was the time when Jesus Christ was actually crucified. Is at the time of the evening sacrifice. Israel, they had a sacrifice at 9 a.m. and at 3 p.m. 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. And at 3 p.m., Jesus Christ hung upon the cross. He yielded his spirit. He declared, it is finished. He gave the church and everyone that would receive a receipt, not an invoice. The work was complete. It was very. It was at that moment that God gave us the completed work of Christ at Calvary. And that he went to the, in fact, it wasn't there. It was not just there. The sacrifice was made. He went to the grave. He rose from the grave and he ascended to the Father and he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Why do we call him the heavenly man? Because he is in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. He was born human, lived human, died human, rose human, and he's now sitting at the right hand of the Father. I don't have time to go into all that, but what I do see in the Word of God is this. Verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, Jesus, and the wood, and the stones, the false images. Are you getting this? And the wood, and the false images. <laughs> and why did the Lord just include this? Because he's smart. And dust. Got it. Did you get it? Then he's a little thirsty, so he licked up the water in the trench. Now, if you weren't in life class, I knew the life classers were going to get this. Yeah. 
at Calvary. Jesus Christ surrendered all, became the Son of Man so that we could become the sons of God. Every bit was consumed. All of the past man, future man, the false images, who I was before, the insecure man, the fearful person, the man filled with shame, sorrow and regret, the one who carried the burdens of the world on his shoulder all by himself, who did not reflect the image of the, of the, of the firstborn. He was not the, the son of the right hand. He, he was carrying his struggles and all of the judgment, and there was no happiness, there was no joy, there was no reward, there was nothing in my heart that would even resemble God. I just had this frail uh, uh, outward appearance that yes I was a, bore the image of the man of dust but but God came and he, he, he accepted the sacrifice of Jesus and he he calls all of those false images the stones everything that I was to be consumed and then he went a little further and he just touched the dust that was in me and now I can bear as you can bear the image of the heavenly Adam See, folks, the answer to the world is the fire of God. And the Spirit will always illuminate the image of Jesus. I'm here today, and I'm closing with this. I'm here today because somebody called the fire down on me. To transform me from what I was to what I should be. The first time that I, re I knew that someone had prayed for me, and this was years after it happened, I was nine years of age. I had appendicitis that ruptured. They didn't know if I was going to make it. My intestinals were, were filled. I, I, there was an infection. I got gangrene. My temperature would, would spike, and they would... After the initial surgery, they would pack me down in ice, and the infection wouldn't go away. So I had a second surgery. They would put draining tubes in me. And if that didn't work, then they would find infection in other areas because it was spreading. It was growing. And so they, I had to have a third surgery. I was nine years old, spent four weeks in the hospital. And what I remember is, is being packed in all these ice baths and trying to break the fever. But the surgeon was a spirit-filled man of God. And I just vaguely remember at nine years of age just opening my eyes and seeing him stand over my bed, not knowing what he was doing. He told me years later, he said, I was praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Fast forward a little bit. I'm a hellion teenager. The kind that you call the cops on because they're over there partying at the house next door and keeping everybody up at night. But this woman, before she'd call the cops, she was always praying for me. 
I didn't fault her for calling me, calling the cops for raising a ruckus. And she said to me, years later, she said, I would see you in the crowd of those boys doing all the stuff you're doing. And she said, the Spirit of the Lord prompted me to pray for you. This is a spirit-filled woman of God. She said, there are times I didn't know what to pray, so I would just pray in the Holy Ghost. The fire of God. The reason I can tell you that is this. The surgeon, his two boys were in my youth group. The lady that prayed, two of her three daughters were in my youth group. Maybe that didn't affect you. See that little false image bearer who was full of shame and pain and regret and remorse? Somebody called the fire down on him. And now that image was burned up as the fire fell. It licked up the, uh, it, it, it consumed. That word consume there is a beautiful word. It means to eat up. It means not just to devour, but it it ate it up, swallowed it whole. It just took it all in. It just devoured it so that now it's not my identity that I pick up. It's the Lord's identity. It's not me. It's him. It's not you. It's him. He's consumed you at the cross. When the fire falls and the spirit reveals, you're not who you were. You're a brand new creature in Jesus Christ. And it's time, church, we begin to call the fire down from heaven. Oh, Father, please. Lord, I'm asking, please, Lord. Bring the, the image bearers forth and let the fire fall in this day. And Lord God, consume, Father, as you've consumed the sacrifice because it was pleasing to you. Lord God, you consume the wood of the cross. We don't have to bear, Lord God, and Lord, for merit of salvation, but Lord, we bear the image of our Lord inside of us. And Lord, my God, you consumed all of the false images that are in us. And you even licked up the, you, Lord, you, you consumed the man of dust. And Lord, you drank in the spirit. I'm asking, Lord, today for the souls of our children's children's children to every generation to follow. I'm praying for the spirit of intercession and the glory of God to fill the house. Stand to your feet, stand to your feet. Father, we call upon you, Lord, today. Oh, merciful and mighty God, we call upon you today, Lord. Father, I cannot go back, Lord. I cannot go back, Lord. Lord, until everyone knows, everyone sees, everyone hears, Lord God, who they are meant to be in you. Oh, Father, I'm praying, Lord. Oh, Father, I'm praying, Lord, today. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for the glory that you placed in this house. Thank you, Lord, for the lives that have been changed. Thank you, Lord. Lord, from a surrendered heart, Lord God, we come before you and we ask God 
for a mighty move of your spirit, Lord, for a mighty move of your spirit, Lord God, for the fire to fall on this house like never before. Let the fire of God, the fire of Pentecost, the fire of the spirit fall. Lord God, there's a baptism, Lord God, of this last day church. Lord, let it fall. Lord, let every tongue and tribe and nation hear the wonderful praises of the Lord. My God, we will not let up, let down, shut up, back away, or be still, Lord God. We will the voice of the lion roaring in Zion will not be silenced in this day. It doesn't matter if there's 850,000 against one. Lord, when we are with you, Lord, our eyes will be open, my God. There are more for us than against us. We refuse. Mom and Daddy, you refuse to allow your children to grow up not knowing their fullness. You refuse right now. Don't give up. Don't give up. Stop sticking them in front of the TV and let the TV babysit them. You need to speak the word of God into them. You need to walk where God has called you to walk. Come on. Come on. Let the scales of selfishness fall from your eyes. Let the scales of selfishness fall from your eyes. And let you see clearly that you have a mandate from the Lord. That you have eternal beings living in your house. Come on, Daddy. Let go of that fear. Let go of that fear right now. That's not what you're called to do. That worry and anxiety, that's not yours. That's not yours. You are not meant to feel that every day of your life. Come on and trust in the Lord. Let it go. Let it go. Come on, Mom. Come on, Mama, right now, begin to praise God that your children will are blessed and they are going to ride in on your prayers. You're going to lift them up and they're going to bear your image. They're going to go out and do exploits. Come on, sons, turn back to God. Come on, sons, turn back to God. God, release the spirit of intercession in this house. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God. Worthy is the Lord and great is the Lamb. Siderabokumbra siderabosso. Oh, you are worthy, God. Consume us, consume us, consume us, Lord God, body, soul, and spirit. Somebody, right now, you've been nurturing that insecurity. And you've been allowing that to stand in front of you as an excuse as to why you cannot be what God has called you to be. And I'll take authority over that insecurity and its control. And it may not leave you, but you're not going to be dominated by it because you're never going to lose your dependence upon the Lord. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to take communion in just a moment. But I'm going to ask you right now, if you're in this house and you're tired of living your life, bearing the weights of all your burdens, your sin, your cares, because you haven't wholly surrendered to the Lord, and the Lord is speaking to you right now. This man that is speaking to you is no more special than you are. We're all the same at the cross. There's no big eyes and little U's. We're all level at the cross. But you're in this house right now, and the Lord's dealing with your heart. And you know it's time to surrender. Because you sense that that's not, you've been separated 
The Lord has sought you out and he's brought you back. And there are people that are praying for you because nobody comes into this thing without prayer. I'm ready to surrender to his lordship. Come right now. I want to meet you right here. I want to surrender to his lordship right now. I want to say, God, come into my heart and say, Lord, I'm going to surrender right now. Right now. 